0: We are in the book of John. We're in John chapter 14. What I want you to think of this morning Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes. Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. I think it might help you in this sermon today if we, uh, if we just sang that right here at the beginning. I asked Kim to play uh, for us this morning. And uh, she's going to be playing this all, all through this message today to keep you thinking about what we're talking about today. Sing this. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him. Yes, Jesus. Loves. different service today, a little different way of talking about this very important chapter uh, that we're looking at today, John 14. Uh, One of the things I want to remind you about is in our church, we have an altar. Uh, That's what this piece of furniture is up here. Uh, Maybe you never really pay any attention to it. Uh, We used to have three pieces over there, and now we have the orchestra on that. So we have these one very large piece in the middle and then a piece over there. Uh, We call it The altar. A-L-T-A-R. It's a place where we meet Jesus. There's nothing really holy about this. Like once in a while when I'm preaching, I step on it and sometimes feel like, why is he stepping on the altar? But the altar is really a, a symbol. It's a symbol of coming before Jesus. You know, a lot of times here, we, we respond in all kinds of different ways. We sing, we pray, we respond, we do posturing and all those kinds of things. But sometimes, you just need to kneel before Jesus. Sometimes, you need to get up from where you are and respond to God. I just want you to know that this is a place, a safe place, that you can come and pray. When you feel nudged by the spirit of God, that you would respond to him. So we're gonna have an altar call today. At the end of the service, but I just want to tell you, if sometime during a service you need to pray and you feel God nudging you, if you would have the courage, you can just come and kneel here. Maybe somebody will come and pray with you, a friend or somebody that you care about or a teacher. But I just want you to know this place. You know, we we I spelled it for you, A L T A R, but altar could also be A L T E R that something could change in my heart. So even if you're sitting in the balcony, I just want you to know it's okay to use the altar. I'll invite you again at the end. But I want you to know if you need some moments to get out of your seat and come and kneel before Jesus or sit along the front here somewhere and take a few moments with him, today's a great day to do that. We are going to have troubled hearts. None of us are immune from troubled hearts. Jesus Christ knows that we're in a world where we have heart trouble. And I'm not talking about physical, but he has answers. We need some answers, don't we? We need answers for our hearts. We need some answers that will help us see how God can help us through really tough times. John chapter 14 is so important in the Bible. It's really like the 23rd Psalm of the New Testament. It's like Jesus talking to us about our troubled heart. The reason that those two passages, the 23rd Psalm and John 14 are so important is that they are some of the most comforting verses in the Bible. They give incredible comfort and strength to us. John 14 could be like a manual for stress management. I mean, if you want to manage the stress in your life, listen to what Jesus has to say in John 14. And if you take a close look at it, as you listen to it in just a moment, you will notice how many times he says, I will, or you will. It pops up over and over again. The word will is used 23 times in this section we're looking at this morning. Jesus just keeps on saying it over and over again. He says, I'm leaving, but let not your hearts be troubled because I'm gonna do this and I'm going to do that and you're going to do this and you're going to do that he goes down the list and he says these are the things that I'm going to do to help you when you have a troubled heart Jesus says these words to us do not let your hearts be troubled you believe in God believe also in me My father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, We don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered amazingly. Would you say these words, starting with the words I am. Ready? I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you will know my father as well. From now on, you do know me and have seen me. Philip said, Lord, show us the father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen the father, has, who has seen me has seen the father. How can you say, show us the father? Don't you believe that I am in the father and that the father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak of my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, Whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. If you love me, keep my commands. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you before long. The world will not see me anymore, but you will see him because I live. You will live also on that day. You will realize that I am in my father and you are in me and I am in you. You. wow, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my father and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot said, but Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you these all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. May God bless his word to us. Jesus Christ knows that you need his help. And he says, "Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust. Trust in God. Trust in me." He speaks that to these disciples. They were troubled. Troubled by failure that had happened in their life. We remember how they struggled. We were recognize that they were filled with confusion. Things were troubling to them. They couldn't figure out what Jesus was up to and where he was going. They were confused and troubled because their life was disappointing. They had dreams. They marched into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday and they thought that he was gonna overthrow the enemies, but they were disappointed. They didn't really know what exactly he was up to. They faced fears People were plotting to kill Jesus and they thought maybe they were plotting to kill them too. All these things combined to give them troubled hearts. Jesus could look in their eyes and see that their hearts were troubled. Do you have a troubled heart? Jesus looks directly into your eyes. He knows what's in your heart. He has a strategy. He has a desire to help you when your heart is troubled. Don't ignore him. He's not putting you down. He's encouraging you to reach out to him. He comes to us with these words from John 14. Earlier, we saw that Jesus used the same words. In in John 13, 21, he said, my heart is very troubled. So he's not saying that it's somehow sinful for you to have a heart that is troubled. What he's asking you to do is come to me, he says. Come to me, trust in me. So Jesus isn't saying it's wrong to have a troubled heart. He's commanding us to come and to find calmness, settledness in him. He says, this is where I want you to go. And then he starts telling us all these things. First of all, he says, I will come back and I'll take you to be with me. So when your heart is troubled, one of the first things you should think about is home. Think about heaven. Jesus says you can count on it, that what's happening in this world is not the end. There is hopefulness out there in heaven to come. So don't let your heart be troubled. It's a real home. In the Father's house, he says, are many, many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you differently, but I go to prepare a place for you. Jesus says, This is home. This is a home that is being prepared for you. Can you imagine what the God of the universe would be creating if he's making something for you? It doesn't come from goodwill, he is building you a place this place that he's preparing for you, it's a place for you. We can get excited about that. I mean, I don't know if it has something to do with actually a house or purpose or what his plan is, but it's a place where he is opening up to us a place that we are welcome, a place that fits you and me. And he's doing that for every one of us that believe in him. That's how much he loves us. It's home. It's a home where you are loved. Jesus says, I'm doing this for one purpose. I want you to be with me. I mean, doesn't that sound amazing that Jesus would want to be with you and me? He's encouraging us. Thomas says, Lord, we don't know what you're talking about. We don't know the way. How can we get there? Thomas responds in an honest way. And he had the courage to ask an honest question. I don't know the way. And then Jesus says profoundly, one of the most powerful verses in all of the New Testament, John 14, six, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the father, but through me. Jesus is saying that the way is a person. The way is not a principle. The way is not some book you read. The way is not a plan or a lifestyle or a list of rules or some inner security or philosophy or a feeling or another religion. The way is a person, and it's the person of Jesus Christ. He is the way. He is the way to heaven. He is the way to God. He is the way for for help for a troubled heart. He is not just the teacher. He's not just the preacher. He's not just the teller. He himself is the way. And if you wanna find help for a troubled heart, we find it in recognizing and knowing who Jesus is for us. He comes to us and he teaches us that he's the way. Jesus says, you want some hope for your heart trouble? It's not just, I hope I can get there. I hope I can get well. It's not just a bunch of different rules and guidelines. It's putting your trust completely in him. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Now, Philip has a question. He's heard what Jesus said, and he said, Lord, show us the Father, and that'll be enough for us. Thomas asked an honest question. Philip has no idea what he's even asking. Don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you for so long, don't you know me? Maybe I could ask you that. How well do you know him? How long have you been walking with him? How long have you been singing songs? How long have you been praying and seeking him? Do you know him? Do you know how much he loves you? Do you know the care and the the desire that he has to help you with a troubled heart? Are we like Philip that we forget? Jesus loves me. This I know. The Bible tells me so. Help from my troubled heart. The hope of heaven is Jesus Christ. He is the way. Jesus also said, you will even do greater things than I have done. You know, when we preach a whole sermon on this verse, but one thing he's asking you to do is to be aware not only of his work through you, but the greatness of his work uh, in and through us. He says, We're going to do uh, even, even greater works. When your heart is troubled, think about what would Jesus do? How would Jesus respond? Because the way that he responded, he empowers us to respond in the same way. Trust in him. Look to him. Just as he looked so clearly to the Father, he encourages us to look for him. Do what Jesus would do. Ask what would Jesus do and respond to him uh, in obedience. He says in verse 14, I will do whatever you ask in my name. That sounds amazing. I mean, it doesn't mean that God will do whatever you ask just if you believe hard enough. You know, I I would hate for that to be the truth because that would mean I would be subject to what everybody else was praying for me. (laughs) But he's reminding us, in my name. Jesus said to do it in his name. When your heart is troubled, ask Jesus. Ask in his name. It's a cure for troubled hearts. Everybody in this room has discovered that. Prayer makes such a difference. Talking to God when your heart is troubled. Sometimes, sometimes I don't, I don't even know what words to say, but just making that connection with him. And then we say, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. What does that mean? I mean, it means that I'm free to ask because of what Jesus has done for me. I'm not embarrassed to go to God to talk to him about anything. I mean, he may need to, uh, to teach me some things that I need to talk to him about, but I'm free to talk to God about anything. It also means I'm depending on his power, not mine. Jesus' name. It's, I want this prayer to fit, Lord, your purpose and your plan, to reflect your character. I want to glorify you, God. Jesus says, whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. I want God to answer this prayer, to glorify God. You will obey me. Verse 15. Jesus talked about all these things and I'm gonna do for you greater things, but he says, You you will obey me. When your heart is troubled, simply follow the advice of Jesus. Obey God. When my heart is troubled, that's when I when I maybe I feel least like I want to obey God. Maybe I want to do my own thing or respond in my own way. But Jesus says, obey me. The word obey is, is beautiful our response to him, our submission to him rather than our own selfish ways. There's nothing that brings more joy to Jesus than you following the path that he lays out for you. Just obey and enjoy the beauty of his life in us. He continues down. See, it's this night before Jesus is gonna be crucified and he's encouraging his followers. This is what I wanna say to you. And he keeps going down the list. Verse 16 and 17, he says, I will send the Holy Spirit. I will send you the Holy Spirit. It means comforter. It's actually the word parakletos, parakletos. The reason I even tell you that is because it doesn't have a good English equivalent. We don't even really know exactly how to do it. But the picture is that here we are in the midst of our storms, our troubledness, and God is sending someone alongside to be our helper, our intercessor, our advocate, one who strengthens us, one who stands by us. What he's saying is the Holy Spirit is with us. Have you felt Jesus this morning? Have you felt God in this room this morning? It's because he sent the Holy Spirit to be in this place. So, as we worship Him, we have a helper, we have a strengthener, we have an advocate on our side. Don't you feel His presence today? Troubled hearts. He says, I want you to know that the Holy Spirit comes alongside, says, I'll help you out. I'll even pray for you. And He does. When you and I feel troubled and discouraged and don't feel like we can take one more step, the Holy Spirit comes alongside. He helps. He encourages our hearts when we need him most. Jesus cares so much that he and the Father sent the Spirit to be with you. He says in verse 18, I will not leave you alone. I will not leave you as orphans. When your heart is troubled, remember that you are not alone. Say out loud, I am not alone. Ready? I am not alone. It's so true. I don't know if you believed it when you said it, but you are not alone. God says he is with us. He is willing to help us. He stands by us through the tough times. We face a lot of things in our life but we know that there is someone there to face it with us. Jesus says, I will not leave you as an orphan. I will come to you. You will not be alone in your troubled heart. He says... Verse 19, you will live. When your heart is troubled, remember that you're alive in Jesus Christ, that you are alive in him. We live in a world that is filled with deadness. We're in a world without Christ. We look around us and we see all kinds of things that bring us down, that bring people down, but we are not like the world. That's why we gather in this place to recognize that God wants to do something. We are the difference between darkness and light. We are the difference between death and life. We are not like the world because we are alive in Christ, in us. he The world brings us down sometimes, but remember, Jesus said, you are alive in him. We have the joy, the power of the resurrection is us. Jesus has not left us. We live because of him verse 20 he says you will be one with God one with God he gives us incredible this incredible story of how God is going to be in our hearts and lives he says just like the father is in me I'm going to be in you and you're going to be in me it's incredible isn't it I mean somebody that just came out of the world would say that pastor's losing his mind But I didn't say it. I'm just reminding you that Jesus says, if you believe in me, the almighty God who created everything, the God who gave himself on a cross for you, that God is not only in this room, that God is in you, living in you. He says, you will be one with God. Your identity is not wrapped up in your job. It's not even wrapped up in your family name as a believer. Our identity is wrapped up in Jesus Christ. He is the one that we belong to. You and I need to know that when our hearts are troubled that he is in us with us. Verse 21 and 22. Jesus says, I will love you. Jesus loves me. When your heart is troubled, remember that there's not one moment in your life, not one single second of your life when you are not loved by the most important person in your life. He loves you. There's some people who may not love you. There's definitely some people that might let you down. But God loves you. We, in 23 and 24, he says, we will make you our home. God said that through Jesus, he would make his dwelling with us. It's astounding. If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him, and we will come. Would you say that? Say, we will come. We will come. He doesn't say, I will come. He doesn't say, they will come. He doesn't say He says, we, me and the Father, right? That's what he's talking about right here. Me and the Father will come to make our home with you. Now, that word home is the exact word that Jesus is using earlier when he's talking about the Father's house having many, many rooms. What the Bible is saying here is that God is not only gonna make a place for you, but he's going to make a place of you. Boy, I didn't get any amens at all on that. (laughs) He's not only preparing a place for you, But he's preparing you to be a place that the Spirit of God could dwell within us. You know, it's just like the second time he said this already. He really means it. He's really taking up residence uh, in us. That's why it's gonna be a perfect fit. Not only is he building it, but he's building us to be ready for it. That's God's plan uh, for us. The Holy Spirit, 25 and 26. 26 comes then to remind us. Jesus says, he's going to help you remember all these things. We have a lot of it written down for us. Praise God for his word. But when you don't even have a Bible with you, the spirit of God is there. The Holy Spirit comes to remind you of God's comfort, God's strength, God's hope when you're troubled. And finally, Jesus says, if you have a troubled heart, I will give you peace peace Jesus says my not just peace but my peace it's a different kind of peace he said I don't give you like the world gives I don't give give it to you expecting something in return I give because I love you I don't give promises and then not deliver every time I promise you can count on my deliverance it's a different kind of peace peace from the world can be escapism or absence of noise or an emptiness or a quietness. Jesus says, my peace, I'm going to be in your life. I am that peace. You'll have presence and purpose that you never dreamed of that I will offer to you. So how does all this happen? How does this whole list so incredible? How does it happen in our life? I think it's so clear. Jesus loves me and I love Jesus. I love, hey, don't you feel like he's crying out? Don't you feel like he's calling out to you? Don't you feel like he's reaching and calling for you when you're in a trouble, when you have a troubled heart? This is how you deal with it. This is where we come to. A while back, I told you this story one time, a long time ago, but it just sold my heart again. Uh, a while back, I was in a, Uh, I'm I'm on on this board, and uh, at this board meeting, we were were going, and they were were having a a painting unveiled, um, like for this special area. You know, it was one of these fancy things, you know, I'm all dressed up, and we go in this place. And so so we're there, and there's this guy um, that is in charge of it. And so he's telling us what this is going to be about. And then I don't know what he was thinking or whatever, but there's all these prestigious people standing around. And then he he says, I've asked my secretary to come and say a prayer for us. And I thought, what just happened? I mean, she's a really nice lady and all that, and I'd met her before or whatever. But I just thought, "This, this secretary is going to come and pray for us? Oh, my goodness. She knocked me over. She prayed with such humility. And then when she got right down to the end, she was just praying beautifully, talking to Jesus. And my heart was so moved already. And then instead of ending the prayer the way that we end our prayer most of the time, in Jesus' name, she just said, I love you, Jesus, and sat down. I thought, oh my goodness, that woman really loves Jesus. And that's what I need when my heart is troubled. Jesus loves me. I love Jesus. And he offers us all these things to help us. Would you stand up with me? The altar is available to you. We're gonna sing, Jesus loves me, this I know. If God spoke to you, I gave you warning minutes ago that maybe today is the day. You know, you know what happens when you step out? You know, you're sitting there thinking, I'm not stepping out. I know God's speaking to me, but I'm standing right here. I want to tell you something. When you take one step out into the aisle, he'll be, he'll be right there. He'll meet you right there because he doesn't want you to stay the same as when you came in here. If you've got a troubled heart, if you got something on your mind, if you got something weighty that's there, this place would to just be full, right? Because God is speaking to us this morning and taking this opportunity to come. We're, we're just singing. Uh, don't be looking around, paying attention. Just think about yourself. And as soon as we start singing, I want you to come. I'm gonna wait for you in the balcony. I want, I want you to come. If God has spoken to you, this altar, this front row, come. Let's seek him together for our troubled hearts. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so little. you believe it? Oh, yes, Jesus. Is he waiting on you right now? Respond to him today. Come. Loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Loves If you just close your eyes Kim's going to keep playing I invite you to come maybe you just need a little quietness for a moment to, to have courage to step out and respond to him he'll meet you here we're waiting for you trust him today trust him with your troubled heart trust him with those things that you're praying about reach out to him today There's a safe place for you here. There's several people that had a lot of courage today to come. I'm giving you one last i I want to wait for you just a moment more. Please, please respond to Jesus today. To pray together in a moment. I know there's many of you here today that maybe wanted to come. Would you just tell Jesus that you need Him right now? That you need a touch from Him? That you want to hear? his plan, his wisdom, his direction. That you need his healing from the troubled heart that you carried into this place today? He will hear you, cry out to him, seek him. One last thing. Maybe there's somebody that you like or love, somebody in a class or somebody that you care about that's kneeling here. Would would you come help them? Would you just come and lay your hand and pray for them? Support them in prayer. (laughs) Call on God about the need they're dealing with. You can be such a support to them because you believe that God wants to help them. God wants to minister to them. Lord Jesus, in your name, we've gathered in this place today. We have sought to take you at your word. We read it out loud. We went right through all the promises, all the things that you said you will do, all the things that you expect of us. We gather in this place today and we're counting on you, Jesus. Send your spirit into this place. Reveal your love to every one of us. Reach down today, oh Jesus, and minister to us, we pray. Lord, I pray today for all of my friends and our church family, all of those that are kneeling here today. Thank you for the courage to step out. I I know in my heart that you have met them already. You are encouraging and affirming to them about what they're dealing with. You know the details of the things that are on their heart. You feel the support and the encouragement of a church family around them today. Thank you, O God, for reaching to us and we pray in the name of Jesus that whatever we ask for in Jesus name that today it would be accomplished that Christ would be glorified and exalted through these answers to prayer that you would reveal to us Lord clearly what you have in store for us maybe today you're getting our hearts ready to receive what you want to say to us maybe the word would be so strong today that you're getting our hearts tender and ready for us to hear what you want to say to us. Maybe you have a miracle that you're performing around these altars today, Oh Lord. I pray that you would touch someone that's hurting, someone that is broken, that needs a fresh touch from God. May your hand be upon them. I pray, God, that if someone is seeking your healing touch, that you would grant that healing. Maybe today, right in this place, the Spirit of God would come flowing down and bring healing to someone that's here. Lord, I pray for our friends that are watching online today. Maybe they're kneeling at a chair or at their couch or by their bed. Maybe they would get on their knees even right now knowing that you called them to an altar and that, Lord, you would minister to them that are there and to all of us here, and we reach out to you and we praise you for hearing us. Thank you. Thank you. For caring about troubled hearts. Thank you. Jesus loves me. This I know. Your word, the Bible, tells me so. Do not let your heart be troubled. In Jesus' name, all together, amen. Amen. God bless you.